Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of our fathers, for you are just in all you have done. Wisdom. The reading is from the Acts of the Apostles. Let us be attentive. In those days, Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he might not have to spend time in Asia for he was hastening to be at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. And from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called to him the elders of the church. And when they came to him, he said to them, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with the blood of his own son, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his, all gra of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things I have shown you that by so toiling, one must help the weak remembering the words of the Lord Jesus when he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had spoken thus, he knelt down and prayed with them all. Peace be to you. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is Holy Gospel according to St. John. Let us be attentive. At that time, Jesus lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you, <clears throat> since you have given him power over all flesh to give eternal life to all, those, all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work which you gave me to do. And now, Father, you glorify me in your own presence with the glory with, 
which I had with you before the world was made. I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you, for I have given them the words which you gave me, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you did send me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those who, whom you have given me, for they are mine, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Good morning. I hope you're all doing well today. I want to ask, have you ever wondered what happened when two famous people met? Here are some real examples in history. Like two famous leaders, like Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev. Two famous writers, C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien. Two famous generals like Ulysses Grant and Robert E. Lee. Two famous inventors like Thomas Edison and Henry Ford. Can you imagine what was said and what happened when these people met? How about famous saints? At the first ecumenical council, that is exactly what happened. Famous people in their day, like St. Nicholas of Myra, St. Spirit of Chimithus, St. Athanasios, who was only a deacon at the time, became Patriarch of Alexandria, and the Emperor Saint, St. Constantine, all came together at the first ecumenical council, which we commemorate today. St. Constantine, the sole emperor of the Roman Empire, called the council together to bring peace to warring factions within the church. The emperor Constantine and other emperors before him were granted the grand title by the Roman Senate, the Father of the Fatherland. What did this Father of the Fatherland 
the most powerful, you know, simply put, the most powerful person in the whole world. What did this father of the fatherland do when he met the fathers of the first ecumenical council? The 5th century church historian Theodoret wrote, To those who attended the council, 318 in number, he, that is the Emperor Constantine, manifested great kindness, addressing them with much gentleness and presenting them with gifts. He ordered numerous couches to be prepared for their accommodation and entertained them all at one banquet. Those who were most worthy he received at his own table, assigning the rest to other tables. Observing that some among them had had the right eye torn out, and learning that this mutilation had been undergone for the sake of religion, that is, the persecutions by the Roman Empire before Constantine became emperor, he placed his lips upon the wounds, believing that he would extract a blessing from the kiss. After the conclusion of the feast, he again presented other gifts to them. He then wrote to the governors of the provinces, directing that provision money should be given in every city to the virgins and widows and to those who were consecrated to the divine service. And he measured the amount of their annual allowance more by the impulse of his generosity than by their own need." Unquote. The most poor, powerful man in the world, the father of the fatherland, as they called him, showed reverence and deference to the fathers of the first ecumenical council, kissed the wounds of the defenders of the faith, and gave them gifts to help the church. Many of the fathers at the first ecumenical council were persecuted during the great persecution under the former emperor Diocletian until Constantine granted the empire religious freedom in the year 313. St. Constantine joyously gave help and religious freedom to the church while the fathers of the first ecumenical council gave life and limb for Christ's body, the church. But what of us today? Don't these examples, the Emperor Constantine and the fathers of the first ecumenical council, don't these examples challenge us to dig deeper? Do not these examples make us ask ourselves, do we, do we give of ourselves for God's holy church? Do we give of our material goods like the Emperor Constantine did? Do we use our positions in life to further the gospel as did St. Constantine? Do we give of ourselves even to the point of great personal self-sacrifice, even to the point, even as the fathers did of the first ecumenical council? And do we do it in joy, with joy? Are we givers? Or are we only selfish takers? Let's examine ourselves, our own lives, our own consciousness this week as we are faced with these saintly examples and ask ourselves, 
Are we being the joyful givers that God has called us to be? The ultimate giver, of course, is our God. He is the ultimate example to look to when it comes to giving. In today's gospel lesson, Christ is praying to the Father and saying, Now they know that everything that you have given me is from you, for I have given them the words which you gave me, and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you did send me. Christ said that all he was given is from the Father. And then, later on in the reading, Christ says to the Father, All mine are yours, and yours are mine. And then later on, Christ says to the Father, These things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. In the Gospel here, we see an example of perfect sharing perfect self-sacrifice, perfect love. This is God's example for us. But this example of sharing sacrifice and love so that they may have my joy in themselves, as God said, is also reflected in actions of those who follow God. First, the fathers of the First Ecumenical Council passed down the paradosis, the tradition, or rather, quite literally, that which is handed down. God's joy-giving words and truth to the faithful. They risked life and limb to give to the church. They risked life and limb so that others may have Christ's joy fulfilled in themselves. They joyfully gave of themselves. And the emperor saint, Saint Constantine, also worked for the church, this father of the fatherland, as they called him, who, in a worldly sense, didn't need anybody. Yet he showed deference and love to the fathers of the First Ecumenical Council and used his position, both his authority and his wealth, to help the church. Sharing, self-sacrifice, love. He supported the church so that others may have Christ's joy fulfilled in themselves. He, he joyfully gave of himself. Today, we celebrate the first ecumenical council that happened way back in the year 325. But the work of that council continues. The passing down of Christ's joy-giving words continues down to us today. By centuries of sharing, self-sacrifice, and love, we too have Christ's joy fulfilled in ourselves. It is the work of Christ's body, the church. The work of joyfully preserving and bringing that joy to others. And that is our task to today. We can look 
we can look to the fathers of the first ecumenical council and Im imitate their example of sharing self-sacrifice and love. We can look to the father of the fatherland, the emperor Constantine the Great, and follow his example of support of the church. In a sense, the Sunday of the Fathers of the First Ecumenical Council can be boiled down to this. God the Father shares his joy working through Christ and his disciples, as we read in today's Gospel lesson, and continues to share his joy through people like the Fathers of the First Ecumenical Council and the Emperor Constantine. They did this by joyfully giving of themselves through sharing, self-sacrifice, and love. May we, too, joyfully support this most important effort that has come to us through the centuries. This tradition of spreading God's joy by supporting our church by our sharing, self-sacrifice, and love. This week, once again, let's examine ourselves, our own lives, our own consciousnesses, as we are faced with these saintly examples. And ask ourselves, are we being the joyful givers that God has called us to be? Are we being joyful givers of ourselves, supporting the efforts of the church by our sharing self-sacrifice and love? Through the prayers of the Holy Fathers of the First Ecumenical Council, may we all do so. Amen. Amen.